Welcome to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast, where we dive into the mindset shifts and practical tools to help you break through the roadblocks standing between you and achieving your goals. I'm your host, Danielle Kobo, a former Fortune 500 senior sales manager who spent 15 years in the medical device industry and now the best-selling author of the book, Unstoppable Grit. Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Dream Job with Danielle Kobo. I am Danielle Kobo, and I'm so excited for our guest today. Today's guest is Maura Gallagher. And she is a co-author of several international selling books. She is a public speaker. She's spoken all over the world. And what she does is she supports women in becoming unstoppable with their voice impact in creating financial freedom. So thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Danielle. Thanks so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here and to share with your audience. So I love your mission, you know, in supporting women and having their voice and presence. First, tell us a little bit about your career journey. Mm -hmm. Well, I certainly wasn't always a speaker, but I guess, you know, like, you know, most women in the jobs that we have, there's always an element of speaking, but we just don't define ourselves as speakers, right? But um, I was uh, first in sales and marketing. Uh, I did that for a number of years. And then I moved into working with young people, preventing them from becoming homeless in the streets of London. And then I hit a wall around my, my 36th birthday. And I had a dream of becoming my own boss and living a life of freedom. So I moved back to Ireland in the middle of the recession in 2012, first started a travel business that brought hundreds of people to my local area here in Donegal, Ireland. And from there, all the success I had with that laid the foundations for me to create my own speaking and mentoring business. And I've grown that from zero to multiple six figures in less than three years. So I'm delighted with that. So it's really, I really do feel like I've developed and created my own dream job. Such an interesting journey with several different pivoting areas of, you know, whether it's marketing and then you're doing traveling and now you're doing speaking and What's the common thread that you've found through your career journey? Well, you know, when I, if I think back, you know, to some of my first jobs, I think that inspiration has always been at the core of what I've always wanted to do. Um, when I first left university, I was really inspired to work with communities. I loved people. I just loved speaking to people. I loved helping people. And then when I moved um, from the uh, from that into sales, I, again, it was all about people. I got to like speak to people. Believe it or not, Danielle, one of my first sales jobs is actually door-to-door selling. I saw an advert in a paper as a graduate, and it said, are you uh, energetic, enthusiastic? Do you love people? And I was just like, yes, but I've also just graduated. I hope this is a decent job. And of course, when I went and did the interview, and they told me it was door-to-door sales. And I thought, you know what? I'm not getting any other offers right now. Let me just do it. And I did that for almost two years. I was their top selling uh, salesperson when I was about 20 years of age. It was incredible. But again, I was inspiring people to do something that made them feel good. And that's what I think is at the core of sales. And when I moved into working with young people, 
I was inspiring young people to see another way, to see a way that they could contribute to the world, contribute to society and, you know, come out of themselves a little bit. And then when I moved home to Ireland, I started inspiring people to come to Ireland and experience what we had here. And then when I moved into business mentoring, um, I mostly started working with women around sales because it was like something that I felt women really hated and they really struggled with it. But without sales, they weren't going to make any money. So I showed them how to inspire people to work with them versus feeling that they had to sell people to work with them so I would say that inspiration has been a huge thread through all of my careers and I think without inspiration it's almost for me it's almost impossible to become successful you know and and that's something when you're talking about women in the sales force because as women have become more and more prominent in the workforce a lot of us are getting in sales I remember my first job I was 23 years old there was a hundred sales representatives and I was one of seven not only was I the youngest, I was also one of the very few women. And, you know, how we approach the sales process can be a little different than men. And how we show up and create our seat at the table of things is a little bit different. So what are some tools that you provide women when it comes to speaking their mind and creating the seat at the table and being present um, and powerful when they're in these moments? Mm-hmm. And, and do you mean in terms of speaking or in terms of sales, just so I can answer this properly? Yeah, that's a yeah. great question. So, you know, whether they are doing presentations for their customers or whether they're doing pre- presentations within their organizations, that's kind of cohesiveness when it comes to speaking and presenting because we're doing it in both capacities. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think, you know, that one of the biggest things that stops most women, most people from speaking is that fear, right? That fear of being judged, that fear that something terrible is going to happen if they open their mouths or something like that. But um, I think in the in the beginning, and if, you know, any of your um, people are watching, and I'm sure people have issues with public speaking, it's hard to escape them. It's, you know, it's really being okay with not being great in the beginning and giving yourself a chance to get good and not putting pressure on yourself to just be good, You know, I think that, you know, sometimes there can be a misconception that you're either naturally good at speaking and presenting, but actually you can become really, really good, whether you're an introvert, whether you're an extrovert, whether you're a detailed person, whether you're a visual person, you can give yourself a chance to get good. And I think one of the main things that I help my clients with is I give them all the tools they need in order to get good. Now, in terms of what tools they are, I think it's really important that we're really clear on who we are, what we stand for, and what our message is. So whether you are in a job or whether you are in your own business, those key things can be everything you need to become really good at public speaking because then it's really clear what your intention is and the purpose behind why you're actually standing up, presenting, speaking, and what's in it for you. So whether it's a promotion, whether it's winning a deal or bringing in a new client, or whether it's, you know, engaging, you know, hundreds of audiences, being really clear on that really, really helps as well. I mean, I could talk about the tools all day long, but those are some of the key things. And, you know, again, this doesn't have to be complicated stuff, right? This can actually be very quite simple, but obviously we know that, you know, when it comes to success, it's usually the simple things that create the biggest outcomes and the biggest um, inspiration for us, right? And yes, and you talked about, and you were so spot on on this one, is not all of us, you know, it, it takes learning the skills for speaking. I remember the first time I had to do a sales presentation and I was pitching a new copier. I was in copier sales and it was an intimate group. And 
I cried. I was actually crying um, when I was presenting this. And I was so scared of public speaking. I, my hands would get sweaty. Uh, I would have to go to the bathroom multiple times right before I would get the butterflies in the stomach. And in those moments, it's a matter of leaning in, leaning Mm. into the uncomfort. And every time that you lean in, your skills for speaking are going to strengthen. You're going to get more confident. You're going to get more comfortable. And if you constantly focus on the perfectionism, then Mm. you really prevent yourself from the joy of speaking and following that passion and speaking from the heart. And when you lean in, it gives you the opportunity to create things in the future. I mean, I went from crying in my first presentation to then speaking in front of 1500 people to now having a podcast, because it's just a matter of leaning in and following your passion. Mm, Totally. I really feel that Danielle. And, you know, I think that often, you know, we don't even give ourselves a chance to even face those fears, right? Because it is in the facing them that you get over them for, you know, for, I would say for the first year that I started speaking, I used to just want to run out the door. And at some point I would be like, oh my God, maybe the event will be canceled and they won't call me up on stage something like this and I was just like why am I so afraid to speak what what is this it was like my body was like doing these like strange things and I realized after a number of years of doing it it was a lot to do with the fact that I was always told to shut up in school I was always the girl who talked too much who was told to leave the classroom because she wouldn't stop asking questions. You know, I was always in trouble for speaking. So when it came to speaking on stages, you know, there was a little girl in me who was afraid that somebody was going to tell me to shut up or to leave the event, right? But obviously I didn't give up. And then one day it just clicked. I was just like, oh my gosh, that's what it is. I was driving by my school one day and I just started thinking, I was like, that's why I'm so afraid to get on stage. And there will be a reason for everybody, But I think that we don't give ourselves a chance to uncover what that reason is or where it came from. As you say, lean in, you know, feel it all, feel all the feelings. And then when we can see it for what it is, it loses its power. Right. It has no more power over us. And that's a really that's a really big moment for everyone. That's a very high level of self-awareness because they say that limiting beliefs, the negative thoughts are fears that, you know, hold us back from leaning into uncomfortable areas within our life starts between the ages of one and eight. So it's these moments in our lives and as simple as that of being told, stop talking so much, you know, in class, that's what creates these limiting beliefs in our future. And when you're able to identify them, then you get to say, okay, I have self-awareness around this. I know that that's a trigger and I don't, I choose not to believe that anymore because that doesn't define me. And there's value in that. Totally. Absolutely. And you know, the the other, you know, I was talking and I was speaking at an event yesterday with this group of global women. And, um, you know, one of the things that we talked about was like, you know, somebody was afraid, I'm just not sure what I'm going to say. And I'm afraid I'll say the wrong thing. But actually, you know, when you look at some of the um, principles of speaking, like there's, like your verbal communication is only like 7%. And like so much of speaking, people just so obsess over getting the perfect talk, getting the perfect presentation and all that, when in actual fact, it's only 7% of what you're actually about to deliver. So paying more attention to how we look, 
paying more attention to how we feel inside our body, paying more attention to how we sound, all of those things actually has 90% more impact than what we say, you know, and it, it's it's just crazy. It's kind of unfathomable when you think that, and you know, as a speaker, but it took me a long time to really like get my head around that as to why it is that. And I notice that when I go and I look at other speakers, Danielle, you know, there's so many speakers out there that sometimes I don't even hear what speakers say, but there's something about the way they move. There's something about the way they speak. There's something about, you know, there's just something I'm like, what is it? And that's, that is that other 90%. It's not really on what we're saying. So we can really give up on worrying about what we say, because if there's one thing I know about women, we don't have a shortage of what to say. We just need the opportunities to speak more and getting the opportunities. I think the key to this is asking for them and never saying no, no matter what. Ask for opportunities to speak at all times. And even if that means raising your hand in a room where there's like 40 people or 10 people, but just getting into that, that getting in, getting it into your, your psyche that you are a speaker. You're someone who has a message. You're, got, you're someone who's got something to say and that, seriously boost your confidence it helps you be noticed you know and actually I could say that some of the best opportunities that I've had you know yes I've gotten an awful lot of opportunities from speaking on stages but sometimes some of my best opportunities have come from just asking a question you know just literally just asking a question and when I started my business first and even when I was in and working in the nonprofit. Um, industry. I used to be used sitting at events and something used to always stop me from asking a question. I'd be like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I'd want to put up my hand and, you know, I wouldn't do it. And then one day I decided, you know what, that's it. I'm not even going to ask myself. I'm just going to put up my hand and I'm sure I'll come up with a question. So I, I started doing that at events. Oh my gosh, did it help me? Because it just, you know, that it's just really that initial moment when you open your mouth. After that, we're fine. We just need more opportunities to do it. Hey, it's Danielle Cobo. I'm jumping in real quick to say thank you for tuning into the Dream Job with Danielle Cobo podcast. How often do you feel stuck in your career? Maybe you're discouraged by your quota and frustrated that you're leaving money on the table. I get it. I hear it from clients all the time. What would your life look like if you were energized, motivated, and confident every time you received your quota? When you know exactly where you're going, it becomes a lot easier to get there. How would you feel if you knew exactly where to go and how to get there? That's how I support my clients. With the steps that work and how to avoid the steps that don't. Because here's the thing, your success is directly correlated to how quickly you give up and how will you adapt to change? What if you had someone who made sure you kept going even when it feels hard? In sales, there's no cap on how much you can earn. The only limit is your mindset, adaptability, skills, and resiliency. When you build a strategic plan and approach your business, you can say goodbye to being mediocre and say hello to President Circle. I've experienced firsthand earning four back-to-back President Circles and led the historically poorest performing team to number one in the nation within two years. And I've taught thousands of salespeople just like you. If you want to earn and receive the same success my clients have, I invite you, schedule your career discovery call today. Doesn't cost you anything, so there's nothing to lose. Go to daniellecobo.com and schedule your career discovery call. The time is now. Don't let another quarter go by being mediocre and start maxing out your comp plan. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Yeah, you spe- I want to speak to two things and then want to be able to provide some 
guidance for our team on or from our listeners on how to implement some of these these tools. The first one is you were spot on when you said people don't always remember what you say. They always remember how you made them feel. And when you speak from the heart and you're passionate about what you speak about, it doesn't so matter about the mechanicals of how you say it and what you say and the little things that we can get tripped up on because it's not about being perfect. It's a matter of speaking from the heart. And the other Mm -hmm. one is when we speak up and we raise our hand, we give ourselves an opportunity to have a voice. And more often than not, the questions we ask, somebody else has the questions. They're just fearful to raise their hand for it. So speaking to both of those. Now, what are three things that you want our listeners to take away from our conversation today? You've shared so many nuggets that are so valuable. Well, being someone who absolutely loves fashion and style and all these things, I think it's so important for a woman to put on something that she feels absolutely amazing in. So whether that's your Labutan shoes or your SJPs or whatever it is, put them on, like put on some sexy lingerie, put on a dress that you absolutely love. At the beginning of my speaking career, I wasn't, I, I didn't have that much money. I bought one Calvin Klein dress. Every time I got on stage, I wore it for almost six months and it made me feel amazing. And if I feel amazing, the audience are going to have such a better time. So pay attention to how you look and feel, even if you're in your desk, right? I bet you've probably got some heels near your, near your desk right now. I Danielle. do. Like me, I can't take them on stage these days, but it doesn't mean my little puppies can't be beside me when I'm on my virtual stage. So I think that's so, so important, especially for women, right? It's really important that we feel great. And then, you know, when you're going to present, if you are someone who's a little bit afraid or, you know, you're worried about saying the right thing, just think of one person that is going to be in that room. Just think of one person and when you're preparing and when you're getting ready to go, take your pressure off you and just put it into how you want them to feel. How do you want that person to feel by the end of your talk? Do you want to inspire them? Do you want to excite them? Do you want to scare them? I don't know what your presentation is going to be about, right? And just like you said, like that beautiful quote from Maya Angelou, people will always remember how you made them feel. It's very rare that somebody has come up to me after, um, after I've spoken and said, oh, I love that strategy that you shared and X, Y, Z, right? It's very rare that happens. It it happens. But what happens all the time is that people really relate to my story. So that comes to the third thing, you know, get clear on what your story is. So everybody's had an obstacle. Every, everybody's overcome something. And when you share that with other people, it gives them permission to overcome it for themselves as well. So I know all the women that I work with, they all have a story, but when you can get that right and share it with an audience, it does way more than just, you know, entertain people in that moment that can change, literally start with someone in their tracks and change their life forever. It's happened to me and we don't value our own stories. We don't value our own experiences, but start speaking about them and don't wait to get on stage. Start talking to people one-to-one, start sharing on Facebook live, start writing about it. Right. And then, because I've all, I, I'm a huge fan I was saying to all of my clients, your best stuff will come out in conversation. It'll it'll never, it's not really, uh, you're going to come up with the best slide or the best like, you know, tip or whatever. The best thing will be come out when you're speaking. So share your stories and just don't be afraid to open your mouth, raise your hand and say what you've got to say. Ah, such valuable information. And I want to add one thing to that because you really touched on telling your story. There's value in telling your story and showing up vulnerable because Mm -hmm. vulnerability is such a great quality in leadership. And that's when you really get to connect with people. And I think that some people 
see vulnerability as a weakness. Oh my gosh, people are going to judge me for these experiences. When you tell your story about the obstacles that you've overcome, people relate to you. They relate to you and they're able to take that information and and share it with others. So thank you so much for joining us today. You had such a powerful message and you really are supporting women and being unstoppable with their voice, making impact and having financial freedom in their life. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we're, we're happy to have you. So those of you who are listening, I invite you to share this with your friends and family. Give women the opportunity to speak up and share their voice and write a comment, review. And if there's any topics you want to hear on our episodes and future episodes, direct message me and enjoy your day and create an intentional day. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with Danielle Cobo. If you found today's episode resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit Podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you, family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.